I want to speak to you this morning about mercifulness. A few weeks ago, I spoke about thankfulness and the power of thankfulness and how that benefits us, especially in the season that we're in. It's very easy to focus on the negative and the things that we haven't got, but thankfulness fill, can fill our lives and um, it's very, there are lots of benefits and you can go and listen to that online. This morning, I want to speak to you about mercifulness. I've really felt, you know, in the last few weeks, um, I just had this on my heart about feeling like being merciful people. And, uh, you know, there are many benefits um, with mercy and being merciful, um, not only to yourself, but in your relationships. Um, thankfulness is great for yourself and it can benefit others. But actually, mercifulness is how we treat other people. And, um, you know, just a few benefits. First one is, you know, with benefits, we give second chances. So, you know, people need second chances. It helps in relationships. It's easy to just cut the relationship after one um, you know, one offence or one hurt, but no, we go again. Mercy actually um, goes beyond those hurts. Um, another one is this, mercy helps those who are hurting you. So it's not actually about you, it's about ha- helping those who are actually hurting uh, and seeing beyond that hurt or that offence. Um, you know, it shows loving kindness to those who offend you as well. It's, again, people, it's very easy for people to upset one another. We've all got different opinions and uh, different ideas and, and we can even you know unintentionally um, upset one another but mercy shows loving kindness over that um, it builds bridges with unpopular people um, there are people you know people that people don't speak to um, people who are outcasts mercy builds bridges towards them and also mercy I really feel this is important. It values um, people and relationships over rules. It's not that we disrespect the rules, but actually it's about relationships and people. It's not about the rules. Um, people can, you know, kind of be stickler over rules. Uh, I know I can at times like things a certain way, but you know it's about relationships. It's about people. It's about the heart and the connection. So them are just some benefits um, we all need a bit of mercy, we all need a bit of kindness and a bit of compassion and I believe it will help us in our relationships. Um, you know, I want to look at how God responds to, to, to people, how God responds to humanity because I believe if we understand that, we get a right theology, we get an understanding of God and um, we, we can grasp that, then it will help us to how we treat others the way that we understand God has treated us. So I want to look at a scripture this morning from um, Matthew 8 verses 1 to 4. And I'm reading from the NIV, and it's when Jesus has been teaching. Um, he's been teaching uh, w- w- probably um, some of which would have been the Beatitudes. And he comes down off this mountain, and I'm going to read it. it. Says this: When he came from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, "Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean." Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. "I am willing," he said. "Be clean." Immediately he was cured of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So Jesus had been teaching about the mercy of God and about being mercy. I think it's Matthew 5, he says, You know, blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Um, and do you know what? And, and, and I believe, really believe this. If we don't understand the mercy of God, then fully understand it, then we'll struggle to be merciful, um, especially to our enemies, um, because we've not understood our relationship with God. We've not understood our own humanity and our own failure. Um, we've not got a right perspective. Then we'll struggle with that with other people. 
Um, I want to look at um, how the leper responds and how Jesus responds and what we can learn from each one. Um, but So the first one I want to look at is the leper. The first thing I notice it says that the leper, um, a, a man with leprosy came and knelt before him. So the first thing I want to say about le- the leper um, is this, he, he comes to Jesus. You know, we've all fallen short, the Bible says. We, we all make mistakes. We might not have leprosy, um, but we all have something called sin in our lives. Um, and it's, it's, it's almost like a disease within itself that, um, uh, you know, it, it separated us from the love of God. So we don't know who God is. We don't know our love. You know, we're disconnected there. We're missing something. And also it eats away at our soul because it can, um, you know, uh, it can cause us to feel condemned and not good enough and inadequacy. And many of us can live like that. But this this leper, right, he, he needs a physical healing and he comes to Jesus. And, you know, and many of us, um, maybe yourself, maybe you've come to Jesus, maybe you're listening and you've not really come to Jesus, not uh, not in the way I'm going to look at the leper in a second, but he has a desire for something else. He has a desire, he recognises probably at the end of his rope, he, he can't go on, he, he can't see his family and he's been in isolation for I don't know how many years in that society. You know, leprosy was a horrific disease, disease where, you know, your skin would rot away and, um, you know, parts of your body, your toes and fingers would fall off and eventually you'd decay and you'd rot and it would make take many, many years for that to happen and you'd be isolated from your family and it's a horrific disease. So this leper's kind of at the end. He's, he's like, I've, I've given up on all other options. I've tried many things, I'm sure, but it's not worked. And I believe this leper comes with a desire he has a hunger and he's, he's real, he's very you know, authentic and, and if we're going to come to Jesus, we've, we've got to come with a desire to know something else, that we, we have a desire that desires something more and I believe uh, the answer to that is Jesus. There's a dryness within him um, that, needs, needs, that needs washing and, and cleansing, that there's something that's missing. So he comes to Jesus, that's the first thing. The second thing, and we can all come to Jesus, you can come to Jesus right now, you can put your faith in Jesus and be a follower of Jesus. He comes to Jesus, and the second thing he does is, is I want to look at how he actually positions himself in his language. Uh, I notice his words, it says, Lord, if you are willing. You know, the word here, Lord, is Yahweh. And it's an old word uh, that was used in the Old Testament. And um, this word is it's the first time Matthew actually writes it here in, in, in chapter 8. The first time he uses the word Yahweh. And it's used from a leper. You'd expect somebody else to be using this word, but it's used from a leper. It shows me this, that he understood who God was. He understood that he was, the word really means master or like Lord or almighty, but he's his master. He's positioning himself that God is God and he recognises he's not God and he needs God. Um, second thing he does is it says that he uh, he knelt down. So there's, a, there's, a, there's an attitude here of submission for me. There's an attitude of, uh, of also of respect. It says, if you make will make me clean if you are willing you can make me clean so he's not demanding he's not going up to jesus and you know um kind of uh demanding what he what he wants from jesus no 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 he submits to jesus he recognizes him as lord and he says if you are willing i, I give it over to jesus it's not for me to to, to demand that i i'm just asking out of the desperation of who i am so you know we all, we can all come to jesus and submit to Jesus, we have a choice. 
We respect Jesus. He respects his power. He says, you can make me clean. Not you will or Jesus make me clean. Jesus heal me. He says, you can make me clean. And he asks him if he's willing. And um, for me, he's putting his confidence in Jesus. He's putting his confidence in Jesus, what he's able to do, but he's trusting in Jesus. And uh, for me, I want to encourage you, you know, wherever you're at right now, continue to put your confidence and trust in Jesus Christ. If you've never done that, you can do it today. But put your confidence in Jesus, in the word of God, in the teachings of God, because God is faithful. We can't demand it, but we can trust in him. Um, so whatever season you're in right now keep putting your confidence in Jesus keep trusting Jesus he loves you and he wants to show you more mercy I believe so that's what I believe we can learn from the from the leper and we can all position ourselves to receive mercy in the way he did um, the second thing I want to look at is Jesus uh, a few things about Jesus here the first one is this he listens you know, you may be in a season right now wondering what's happening and wondering if Jesus is listening to you. Or is he just walking on by and doesn't stop for me or he doesn't hear me? No, I believe Jesus hears, hears every heart, every every cry. He, he knows every tear. He knows everything about our lives. And Jesus listens. We can see he listens to it and he says, I am willing. All right. He says, I'm willing. So he's obviously listened to him and, and, and he's responded. So he listens to him. The second thing is he reaches out. It says... He, he reached out his hands and touched the man. Now the very hands that Jesus is healing this man with are the hands that are going to, you know, have a nail put through them and be reached. He's been reaching out to show his love to all of humanity on the cross. Jesus is willing to reach out and to show his mercy. Um, it says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus says, he said he touched the man. You know, sometimes we... I don't know about you, but in this uh, season of isolation, sometimes you just want to hug from people. You want to see people and hug people. And I totally respect not everybody is a hugger. But I really believe we can actually still touch people even if we can't touch people. You know, the last few weeks we've uh, had a difficult time after the... Um, you know the sadness of losing Sarah's mom and you know it, it's hard but you know what's what really helps in the season is people's kindness people to, people's touches people's words people's you know cards and flowers things that people sense and you know people are looking for that and so um, and, I, and I've seen many things that have been done throughout this isolation where people are coming out of themselves and showing acts of kindness so you might not be a hugger but you can still touch and um, I want to encourage you to keep doing that. You know, it, it, Jesus says, I am willing. You know, Jesus is willing to heal you. He's willing to forgive you. He's willing to offer his mercy for anyone who comes to him and put their faith in him. You know, this, the next thing he, it says, um, I am willing, be clean. He was cured immediately. So Jesus is not only willing, but Jesus wants to heal us. He might not, you might not have leprosy. You may have a physical thing that needs healing. Put your faith in Jesus and believe that God wants to heal you and you can be healed. But more importantly, the greatest sin, I believe, the greatest disease is sin itself and separation from God. And that's what God wants to put right so the peace of God and the presence of God can come into your heart and you can find contentment in him. That is the greatest healing, I believe, that God wants to offer. With that comes forgiveness. And uh, I just want to touch on the next thing that Jesus does, because I believe it's really significant. He says to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So what Jesus is doing here, you know, in that society, there was a law that was written. And in with that law, it stated that you had to get um, you had to 
take two birds and um, one of the birds would be sacrificed over a clay jar and I'm going to read it in a second and what that would do is it would pay for your sin it would pay for the you know the the the, the consequences they believe you know if you had a disease that it was because you'd sinned and so what they're doing is they offer he's offering forgiveness to the man so the man can be forgiven and be released from um, and back into society and i believe that's what jesus wants to do he wants to offer forgiveness to people and he wants to release people so i'm going to read it it says in leviticus 14 verse 4 the priest shall order two live birds and some cedar wood scarlet yarn and hyssop be brought for the one to be cleansed then the priest shall order that one of the birds be killed over fresh water in a clay pot he is then to take the live bird and dip it together with cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop in the blood of the bird that he was killed over fresh water. Seven times you shall sprinkle the one to be cleansed of the infectious disease and pronounce him clean. Then he is to release the live bird in the open field. So Jesus is sending him to make sure this is done so he can be released in society. Jesus has already cleansed him and he's already um, released him from that debt. But he's making sure um, society knows this. So this for me is a powerful symbol of Jesus on the cross. You know, Jesus was his sacrifice. He was he was like the live bird that was brought. Or he, he he's known as the Lamb of God and the sacrifice God. But Jesus is brought and he's he he offers his life for our sin. So his blood was he was crucified on the cross. His blood was poured out for to pay for our debt. But then we see it says there's fresh water over a clay pot, and that's almost like us. We're the clay pot. We're the ones who are just. Don't really see ourselves as much, but you know, we're not really that valuable or that useful. We're just a clay standard pot. But Jesus is like, No, I'm willing to offer my life and pour out my blood. And also, we see this water that's been poured over, which for me is the symbol of the Holy Spirit, the holiness of God being poured out. So, we have the blood of Jesus that pays for our sin which then allows the Holy Spirit to be released into your life so you can receive God and it's a powerful thing that Jesus did on the cross and then we see three days later after the death of Jesus we see the resurrection of Jesus and for me this is like the bird that's been released then he has to release the live bird into the open field. It's like Jesus comes and pays for our debt. He pays um, for all of our sin, our disease. And the Holy Spirit is poured out because of what Jesus has done. We put our faith in Jesus. We receive the Holy Spirit. And there's a release. Just like Jesus being resurrected and defeating death. We too have that same promise. We get cleansed through faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to read what Titus says. It says this. Titus 3 verse 5 to 6. He saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewed by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. You know, God is full of mercy and he wants to offer that mercy to each one of us daily. And then he wants us to pull that mercy out. He wants us to find freedom. But then he wants to send us with that freedom and to demonstrate that mercy to others. You know, to understand mercy, I believe that we have to first receive the mercy of God. 
You know, when we're emptied of self, when we're emptied, you know, and we're humbled, we come to that place and we recognize we need something more in our lives. Jesus, we need you. Jesus will come and he will fill your life. The Holy Spirit will empower you and release you from your debt. He'll release you from your sin and he wants to empower you like a free bird. He wants to let you go and release you to demonstrate that love that he's shown you. And I hope that's encouraging. I hope that's given you a lift. Um, you know, we can learn from the leper, but I really believe we can learn from Jesus. Jesus wants to touch people's lives. And I just want to set you a few challenges this week to go away with, to fill your life with mercifulness. I really believe there are benefits for you. The first one is this, focus on winning people, not arguments. Some of you might even be arguing with that point that I'm pointing. No, you shouldn't say, no, no, no. Focus on winning people, not arguments. Maybe that speaks to you this week. Maybe that's something you could show where you can show mercy. Second one is this. What one thing can you change that will help me value people over rules? Maybe you're a stickler for rules. Maybe you like the rules, you know. That's good. We need rules. But actually at times, you just need to let some things go. That does that little thing it doesn't really matter. What matters is the relationship. Can you learn to show mercy? And let the things go. And the last one is this, which I think, you know, it challenges me. I see it through God. I see it through Jesus. And um, I believe he wants to see it through us is this. How can I be intentional this week to show mercy to those who who are hurting? You know, there are many people that are hurting this week and it's very easy to cut off them relationships. And But no, how can I show mercy? Maybe you can give a, you know, maybe you could bring something to the food bank. Maybe you could just, you know, send somebody a letter or a card or a flower. Something this week that could go and show mercy to someone and be intentional. So, focus on winning people, not arguments. Um, value people over rules. And who can you show mercy who's hurting this week? I believe that will help you um, to grow in the mercy of God, the compassion of God, the kindness of God. And uh, I believe it helps us find purpose in life. That's why Jesus came. And I believe that's what he wants to do. He wants to release it, empower us and release us and send us to show the mercy of God. I hope that's encouraged you. Um, I hope that's given you a lift. I just want to pray before you go. Father God, I thank you for everybody who's listening online. And I thank you for the, the time that they've taken. I just pray this morning that people would come to you. And take time to, um, you know, just receive your mercy, your forgiveness, your love. May there be a refreshing in their hearts. May there be an encouragement by your spirit. Uh, And if there's people listening who don't know you and they're coming to you this morning, I just pray that they'd respond to you, Jesus, through faith, put their faith in you. And Jesus, I just pray for everybody this week that there'd be a release for them. There'd be an empowerment for them. um, There'd be an intentionality with go and fill themselves with mercy. And may we see lives changed to glorify you in the name of Jesus.